your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solo. Maybe that's not working. Wait, what if I hit this button? No. <laughs> and maybe it is working. Maybe I can't hear it. All right. Well, anyway, welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM. That giggle was Vicki Marcuson. She's in here, and you would have, if the computer was working, I don't know why. No, I don't know why. I don't that's know why okay. that didn't work. But uh, that you would have heard her jingle for a podcast she just started called BizCast Greater Lacrosse. And the first episode came out last Friday if you were listening to Lacrosse Talk uh, with Mike Hayes. And the next one's going to come out this Friday. I think just we're going to roll them out on Fridays, Vicky. I don't know if you knew you were you you kind of told me that, and I don't think anyone actually knew that, but that <laughs> that's what I just decided. Right? Can now. I tell you other things that just happened that'd be miraculous? Yeah, well, other things that happened to you. Um, but yeah, so but Vicky Markson, if anyone remembers, a couple of years ago, it's almost two years now. So halfway through uh, the uh, the term. Vicky ran for mayor, so I like to make fun of uh, everyone that ran and then comes on my show. So you're the fa- failed mayoral candidate. Fantastic. Uh, April April 21, I think. April 6th. two years ago. Yeah. Um, so right in the midst, right in the midst, I, I had to go ask Brad. I go, was it in the midst of a pandemic? Because obviously COVID-19, so 19. It was. So 2020 was like the worst of the pandemic or the start of the pandemic. I think 2021 might have been, we might have been in the worst of it at that point. We were in the first winter of it. Like we had to winter through that. So yeah. yeah. It's all a blur. I can't remember. It was a crazy time all around. I I do remember too that you guys did about 700 individual debates. About 700, I think. I I think (laughs) come, come the next time around that happens, I think maybe we... Maybe we'll, as as media, get together and, and like crunch that a little bit. <laughs> Maybe have like four debates. Instead well, of four. and it wasn't necessarily the media. The interesting thing about that time was Zoom became available to everyone. Yeah. Everyone was using Zoom, and so they realized that could become a debate mechanism. Yeah, every everyone beyond. I think you, you had a debate with... Like the seven, did you know, yep. YWCA maybe? Some uh, other, LGBTQ, LGBTQ yeah, we had it. it with League of Women Voters, we had it with the Unitarian Church. Like, yeah, yeah it was all over the place. Which was kind of interesting, but also probably a lot, probably a lot for you guys. And then also, and then you're trying to, uh, you know, live your lives too. Well, I joked that I, at the end, could just recite Mitch's talking points and he would recite mine. We just yeah. knew each where each other was going. The, so the questions yeah. probably, you know, it's, it's great to have different groups like that out, outside of, you know, the norm because they might ask different questions, Absolutely. Um, but also then you might not, all, but, but then again, you might get some, some weird, some weird, you go down some weird roads with those, with those. Questions. You never know how to prepare. That's... Um, but outside the norm too, uh, I, I just like, with with biz with bizcast greater lacrosse the the podcast that you you've just started up and you can find it at wisdomnews.com slash podcast it's on the on the list there too if you hit the pull down menu or wherever you subscribe for podcasts i don't know there's probably not a lot of podcasts that are biz cast greater lacrosse you're probably the unique one if we do mm-hmm. i do like a with with the democratic party chair william garcia it's called yep. the democratic voice but there's like four or five of those if you search so um, yours is going to be unique if you search wherever you download podcasts. Um, and obviously, it's 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 honed in on businesses. I mean, you talk about uh, groups that that probably uh, you know I don't even know if you want to call businesses a group, but they kind of are. Um, what what is the what is the greater the the big idea here with Bizcast? What's the big idea? Yeah, so 
Um, there's two components to it. The first one is, I, I say it's business, it's news coming out of the business community. That's really what I'm focusing on with the podcast for Wisdom. And so there's different components to it. I'm trying to have a, a touch different topics each week because it's a weekly podcast. And by the way, with many thanks to Midwest Family Broadcasting, we're still, I think, in the process of getting the podcast registered with all of those podcast entities. So, oh, yeah. so exclusive on it, Wisdom first. Oh, yeah. if you search for it, you might not be up that because, it, because yeah. we really just it just started it up uh, literally last Friday. Um, and and you do this because you have a history of working with businesses, yeah. right? Like you were you the you work with the Chamber of Commerce? I don't. Were you the executive director of the Chamber was, of Commerce yep, for yep. A, a number of years? Yep. Um, but you gave me a list, like a Builders Association. Work with them. I don't know if yep. you're at what positions, and then uh, Seven Rivers Alliance. Which how many rivers are there here? Like, like what seven. is the Seven Rivers Alliance? <laughs> uh, also, like, a, is it a type of Chamber of Commerce type thing? Uh, regional. I call it regional economic development. So it was really focused on how do we think about business across the states, being Southeast Minnesota, uh, Northeast Iowa. I've got those directions right. Yep, and then Western Wisconsin. Yeah, so, I can do North South pretty easily. But when yes. it's like, hey, you live in, I have to do that, and then I have to just go back to my like. Um, sports journalist days, and I go, I used to cover Southeastern Minnesota, yeah. the SEC conference. That's yep. how I do it. And then I go, South, okay, East. Yep. Um, but now we got to go West to go East. Um, so, yeah, you have and, – and since since you ran for mayor, I guess since you, you worked in all those businesses, then you're kind of trying to do stuff like this on your own? Yes. Yeah, so my, my root, if you will, I always called myself a recovering journalist because that's my degree from college. I spent six years doing it, and it's what brought me to lacrosse. I was on WXOW for four years. Um, then, to put it in order, moved to the Builders Association, moved to Seven Rivers Alliance, moved to Chamber of Commerce all as executive directors there. And so probably spent about 20, I mean, it's been, uh, dates me, but I've been 20 years listening to businesses and understanding the industries and understanding the ripple effect of all of that. And really what happened was during the pandemic, the businesses, of course, just needed information. They needed information to know how to strategize for their business because everything was shutting down. And it caused me to realize that there's a gap there. And then running for mayor, I realized there's another gap, which is the public understanding of businesses and what's happening in our businesses and what helps them thrive and what hurts them. And so um, fundamentally went back to that journalism uh, roots of listening to people and loving to tell their stories. And so when General Bryan from Midwest Family here approached me and said, hey, love, love your voice. How do, we, uh, how do we partner? That this was a really logical option. 608-785-7914 is the talk of text line. If you want to shoot me a text, if you want to ask Vicky a question, Vicky Markson is going to spend the first half of the show with us, but we got to go to news. I think Sam's doing the news. We'll be back. All right. Welcome back to, po- to podcast PM. Lacrosse <laughs> talk PM. 608-785-7914. Uh, I'm just venting to Vicky about journalism. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I never even, I've never done the TV side of things. So uh, I don't, but when you were, when you were a TV journalist, I guess, or, or journalist yeah. on TV journalist. WXOW, yeah. there, I'm going to date you again. There wasn't internet. So was there, <laughs> was there, did you put all your stories online? 
No. 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 Because you just had to do your story for TV and then yes. you're done. Yes. So nowadays, now you have to do your story for TV, for radio. For and then all also, the platforms. Yeah. Also rewrite it for online because, and then being a newspaper, you know, growing up a, a early on in my career, a, a sports journalist, I just, I have a, a TV and radio news short. Yep. Short, and then newspaper news. All Long. Yeah, yes. So it's kind of. Like there's so many different ways, but anyway, Vicky's is joining me uh, to talk about Bizcast Greater Lacrosse, uh, a podcast that we started up here. It's you can find it on WisdomNews.com. You may or may not be able to find it. We should have did that during the break. We should have searched. Uh, like oh yeah, iTunes, that would have been smart. <laughs> it's much see. more fun to talk though. At, <laughs> at some point, it should be if it's not already on where you could search wherever you download podcasts. But you did an interview with. Um, Jake Erickson. Jake Erickson. That was the first one. Boys and Girls yeah. Club. And you on Friday we're we're releasing an interview with the Piggies owner. Yeah, Chris Roderick. I didn't Roderick. know Piggies closed for a while because I used to go. And, uh, we used to get our Christmas bonus was like a Piggies gift card. Yeah. So I would go eat, eat the bu- the lunch buffet over there all the time. And then your podcast, I obviously I get to see it before everyone else. Yep. There's a little bit about that, but I didn't yeah. even know they closed because I haven't gotten. Well, the- everything everything that was a buffet had to close during the pandemic. Oh, that's right, yeah. And so it's interesting, and I that's what I love about Chris Roderick. Like, he doesn't, no pun intended, sugarcoat anything. So so he talks about, you know, if I'm going to restart the buffet, I want it to be successful. And the times are so different downtown now. I mean, you don't have Kaplan. You don't have logistics. Remote work workforce, if you will, remote working, has really changed the lunch crowd downtown. In fact, um, I talked to another business owner before I talked to Chris who said there's only so many places that are open for lunch because there just aren't enough people to justify the staff, to justify the food. And so, yeah, because you need workers down here eating lunch to actually have some kind of lunch special or even offer it yes. to, make, to make money. Right. And so this kind of like gets it. into that interesting gray area of this is what's happening in business, but it impacts all of us. Right. And so Chris will talk about what it's like with food costs being so high, what it's like trying to trying to run a restaurant. And I don't want to like tell too many people what's inside that podcast, but it is interesting how he's had to adapt piggies to make it be viable yeah, because of the changes. I didn't even think about that. The everyone remote working would negate, you know, also when your Christmas bonus isn't a piggies gift card, I'm not going yes. over there. I'm sorry, piggies. Uh just and then I'm I'm also somewhat remote working, so I'm not down here. Um I, I will say, if you talk to him, you know later, just the the pile of bacon on the buffet is very important to me. Yes, that's that'll the, be the that enticement. Is the, that is the key to the lunch <laughs> buffet. No, that buffet was awesome. I, I I went down there. I would say when the gift card did run out, now it's all coming back to me. I did I did go down there without a gift card to uh, for the pile of bacon and the pile of chicken. If it's all coming back, there was a pile of chicken and a pile of bacon. You could put as much of that on your yep. salad and call it a salad. Yes, still. an amazing soup and. Yeah, so I'm excited to see that he's just reopening that this week. But the interesting thing is what's happening with the podcast is I'm doing the interviews and I'm having to reorder because I think I have about six or seven of them done now. Oh, okay. And so I'm having to reorder when they air because things are changing. So BGC didn't have the $1.5 million. They just got it last week, so that prompted that. Piggies just reopened their buffet. So um, some of the other podcasts um, I'm trying to do every month, I'll do a state of so i have state of tourism that one's recorded yesterday i did a state of the airport so there'll be those type of community interest 
stories as well that aren't just focusing on businesses. Now, who who would you say your crowd is for this? Would it be businesses and business other business owners who want to, I don't know, like understand some of the, the or or the public? Because if a new business opened, you could go to that business and, hey, this is our new business, and that would be easy. Yes. You, you, obviously, the general public would, would, would want to listen to that, but uh, in other regards. Yeah. Well, so I think, and time will tell, that people just have a curiosity of how some of these businesses operate. Like, why is it that your favorite item is no longer on the menu, right? What causes that? And so there's just some, we don't delve on that for a 20-minute time period. It's just a couple of minutes, but it's interesting to know how these businesses make the decisions that end up resulting in what we can and can't get at restaurants these days. Or I always love hearing about startups because I'm a startup too. And it's challenging being your own decision maker and deciding what to do and what not to do. And um, as a, for example, one of my businesses that I talked to discovered quite happenstance that there is a whole mob of parents out there that love to buy local products for college students. So all of these things I just think are interesting. And um, if someone at another business gets a great idea because of that, or a customer says, hey, have you thought about this, this, or this? Like the, That's all what connects us as a community. Now, when you call it a mob, a mob of moms... I didn't call mob of moms. It's a parent. Oh, you said parents. Yes. Was, okay. In my head, I thought moms. I thought that would be a good, if they're literally a group, are they organized? Because <laughs> they could call themselves the mob of moms. Right. They could go around ransacking all the local businesses for their right. college kids. It's like a flash mob yeah, like, of a different go. kind. Anyone yes. wants to, uh, he wants to start up a group, a, a nonprofit, <laughs> the, mom of mom, the mob of moms. And, and, Say that 20 times fast. Yeah, it's hard. Um, okay. So, so part of the podcast description is pretty simple and this is probably right around the, the, what I was just asked, but the specific challenges and opportunities that you want to tackle this, what the businesses face in the area. Um, I had Lewis Kuhlman, the environmental planner on mm-hmm. um, last week on the Crosstalk PM. And there's a climate action plan on the city council agenda on Thursday. And, and part of, part of his talk, not that it doesn't have anything to do with the climate action plan really, but his part of his talk was as an environmental planner and as uh, some of his other jobs with the city, it's, it's part of it is outreach and getting, uh, homeowners or property owners or business mm-hmm. owners, uh, the knowledge of ways to essentially game the system, game the government, yeah. get, how to get grants, how to get, yeah. you know, all this stuff for to, to help start up. Um, I don't know. Are you going to tackle some of that stuff, too? Yeah, there's a there's a natural tie in. I mean, I there's some very interesting credits for solar and energy efficiency in cars or some. Um, so those are all game. And I'm. I'm also very much looking forward to what people think is interesting and suggesting some interviews and some stories. Um, I'm really trying to avoid the sales pitches because that's a fine line, right? Like a business starting up needs a boost and a shot in the arm. And so I'm really looking for the stories beyond we opened up and here we are. All right. So if I go, we might have to change this. So if I go here, if I go to wisdomnews.com and I, I pulled out, get to the pull down menu and go to BizCast. It takes me here, and I have a, a story idea for you. Perfect. Is it, where am I going? Is there, oh, right here, bottom, right here, this link, right? I don't know. Is that what it is? We'll see. This is, we're obviously, it says we, about obviously blank. we planned this, and now the internet's super <laughs> Yeah, right. Slow. Um, but it says, have a topic you'd like to discuss, want to be a guest, contact Vicky Marcus and, uh, and then this link. So here it is. Oh, yeah, there uh, it is. Wow, that's that's a, a lot there, though. Where, where are we going? And then we have to go somewhere from here. Nope, that just takes that. you to Biz News. That's uh, the guest information. Website. So so what we have to do is fix that link because that is if you are a guest of Biz, 
of BizCast that right, tells you where us. you're going and how it works and all that good stuff. But there once you go. Yep. contact us, top right. That'll be it's, easy enough. Yep. And so because there are a lot of, going back to what where we started about biz, uh, there are a lot of biz news out in the world. And so the website is greaterlacrosse.media. Mm-hmm. And there'd be forward slash BizCast. Um, along with just, okay, when you started doing this, not the podcast, but just started getting involved in this, you started mm-hmm. in a pandemic. Yeah. So you try to like, try to help businesses along through a pandemic. What did you learn about that time? Because we're kind of, of still businesses? in that time, even though we want to kind of ignore it, we're kind of still there. Well, yeah. And, you know, some businesses are back to normal and some are just struggling still. And it's still, you know, the workforce shortage is still there. Uh, it's easing a little bit. But but what what is the wild card is it's just the, the expenses, right? It's supply chain shortages are starting to stabilize, but the inflation is just killing businesses it, and trying to adjust to it at a pace of how it's increasing. It, like that's really challenging for our businesses. Do you see this? Cause I'll do this on my show all the time. Is inflation killing businesses or is inflation killing local small businesses? Like, you know, because, because yeah. of the, the big companies seem to be killing it and also just raising prices. So like, but when, yes. when that happens, the little businesses, the mom and pop shops, I guess is the kind of cliche way to call that. But the local businesses, they're not killing it. So yes. then, and then they have to get a lot of their materials from the bigger businesses. Yes. And, and, and then that, it's just so. Yes. The, the, the widening gap. If you talk about lower class, middle class, upper class, in terms of people, there's that same gap that's widening in business as well. Absolutely. And, and usually the local businesses, their competition is local, right? So yeah. they don't. So when you're all trying to keep prices low, the first person to jump out and do a big price increase like that gets challenging because you don't want to be that that leader, if you will. I had a really interesting story uh, the middle of the pandemic, um, or really interesting conversation, I should say, with a company who said, we really want to increase our wages, but to increase our wages, we have to increase our product. And then that like just becomes a doomsday effect of, okay, then we're going to have declining customers. So who's going to pay for these wages? Like it's just this constant balance that the businesses are having to do. And the interview with Chris talks about what's unique about, that's not unique, but restaurants have a very perishable product. And so if you're not selling that product, you're throwing it away. And that's a loss that they just cannot afford right now. So really trying to figure out what they can offer to us walking in the door is all factored into what's happening out in the world and shortages and pricing and all of that good stuff. All right. You don't have to go to your basketball game now. Do you just I don't. hang out after this? I can this hang out, sure. Okay. 608-785-7914. I said that really fast. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line if you want to get in here. If you have a question, if you want to talk business with Vicki Marcus, and she's now I made her stay for the rest of the hour. We'll be back. Sam's got to do the news. All right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PM. I have to clear my throat. 608785. I don't know. If I turn it down, then I don't need to tell you. That's the whole point. <laughs> Vicki Markson sitting in here with me. She's uh, we're talking about the talk about business, really. We we spent the whole break there talking about minimum wage and the, the challenges. And that and you know, when you were talking, this is what happens to me all the time. You're talking and I come up with good questions. Yes. And I wrote one down 
and then, but I have to listen to you talk. Yeah. And my mind works. If I listen to you talk, then I forget the question. Yes. As a journalist, you probably remember, like, if you don't write the idea for a story, the lead to your story down, the question that you have, you don't write it down. You're like, especially if you're in, in bed, right? Yes. Ah, that's a great story idea. I'll remember it in the morning. Yes. And then you totally like, it's like, it's like a dream. And the downfall you have is it's live. So at least like in TV journalism, you can stumble for a little bit and cut it out, but you're live. So you don't have that. So I have, I have like, I wanted to have a conversation about minimum wage and tipped employees. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about challenges of business and we're talking about what ideas if, if guests, if you, if people want to float guest ideas, Hey, I would like Mm -hmm. to be on your podcast to talk my business. Or um, I, here's a good idea for a podcast. And, and you know, like, it's funny, too, because here's a good idea for Lacrosse Talk PM, too, talking minimum wage. Um, but I had, like, three other ones as you kept talking. But I had yes. to, like, pretend I was listening and not. <laughs> and I, But I was listening, but I didn't write it down. So, but as in terms of, like, business um, topics, when it comes to this stuff, I, you could spend, you could have a roundtable on, on the dilemmas of small businesses and, and minimum wage. So... Yes, or wages in general. There's a pretty popular fast food restaurant in La Crosse, and on their sign it says, so $18.30 an hour, Mm -hmm. which which on the sign, and I'll say it says starting up to $18.30 an hour is, I think, the minimum wage. And I always read that like starting at 18. I was like, Mm -hmm. holy cow, this this fast food joint – Pays How is really anyone well. else going to compete with eighteen thirty an hour? Mm-hmm. You know, all the other food. Like, why would you work anywhere else? And then one day I, I read it again. I go, starting up to. I go, that's not eighteen thirty an hour. That's <laughs> you're only going to make eighteen. That's the cap. Is if you're starting here, you're not making more than eighteen thirty an hour. Whether you're maybe you're the manager, like the head manager, you're making eighteen. I don't yep. know. But so it was like a little trick on the sign. But it definitely probably gets people to apply to that place. But minimum wage in Wisconsin is seven twenty five an hour, minimum, and then for tipped employees it's two thirty an hour. So like you could do a whole show on on how does uh, a local business like uh, the hardware? Sh- I can't think of the hardware store in downtown La Crosse, but that that's been around forever. How do they Kroners, compete? Yeah. How does Croners compete and pay its employees a wage that competes with maybe Menards is maybe playing? I think they're probably paying fifteen twenty bucks an hour at some point. You know what I right. mean? Like and can. Can the local hardware store compete with that? Well, it fundamentally, where the the common factor is, it is an employee's market, right? So if they aren't happy with what they are getting paid, there is someone else who will likely hire them and pay them more money. And so it's a challenge for the businesses to say, obviously, they want to create more than just a wage war. It's about do people enjoy working for that company? How well do they treat their employees? Like there's lots of factors in there, but if what this does when it's an employee's market is it just keeps driving those wages up because I I was just saying to my husband, remember when some of these places just shut down? Like you, I remember Taco Bell here in La Crosse, you could, it was closed some nights because they did not have enough workers. And yeah, you, you go and, and you, you go through the drive-through and you'd sit there and be like, Oh, the, I don't know if they yeah. had a sign on the drive-through, but, yep. um, uh, there's a pizza joint too, a national chain pizza joint. We, we went there one day and it was like, uh, they're not answering their phone. Cause we, at, at some point during the pandemic, I started calling the place to see if yes, they were open. Right. And yeah, okay, they're not answering, so they're either really busy or literally nobody's there. Yes, and so that's start. you're not seeing that as much anymore. 
Um, but you're still seeing some, not to the same level of people bouncing around. So during, I, I talk about during the pandemic, our restaurants and our hotels that were kind of throttled, if you will, right? They couldn't, they could not meet the capacity that they needed to because there were the restrictions in terms of capacity. And so what ends up happening is, especially talking about minimum wage. So these are people that rely on tips. And so when they can't get the hours in that they need, of course, they're going to go to a place that pays them a regular wage for the work that they do. But even now, the restaurants are struggling to say, how do we ensure that we don't overstaff? And again, this is stuff that Chris addresses of how do you provide consistency for your employees so you can retain them. He didn't specifically say that, but we, you, we t- but we know reset, this though. Uh, Chris is Chris, Chris Roderick. Yeah. Chris Roderick is the owner of Piggy's restaurant, which is reopening. Is uh, that just correct? the lunch buffet. The, the lunch buffet. Yeah. The restaurant's been open, but he's going to reopen in the middle of the day now. Okay. Yes. And or he has some changes buffet. at the restaurant too, that people can listen to, but and, um, and yeah. he's part of the BizCast podcast. That podcast will release on Friday at wisdomnews.com. And possibly if you search BizCast greater lacrosse, uh, wherever you download podcasts, it, there, it may or may not show up there. But if not, Yet. go to wisdomnews.com slash podcast. Um, and and that's your, your next podcast. We're we're not doing uh, spoilers for it too much. But, nope. um, you know, but in terms of just talking about business, uh, yeah, he gives some some good perspective on that. Um, but but yeah, minimum wage is one of those things. And, and then also, why why does any tipped worker? In, 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 and I guess the part of it is what when if you're not getting a lot of business, if you're not getting a lot of people to come to give you a lot of tips, they could go across the river and work in Minnesota. The minimum wage there is more than two dollars and thirty cents an hour. It's like eight eight thirty if it's a small business, and it's uh, ten sixty or eight sixty for a small business. So in my head, I'm thinking like if I'm a waiter or a waitress, the Crescent bars are pretty popular. Like there's a lot of people in there if you ever go eat. Uh, and now I'm getting an actual minimum wage. And then on top of that, people are still tipping. So tipping is such a weird phenomenon here that mm-hmm. I don't know where, like other countries, they don't do tips. So they um, don't. But you could do a whole, you could do a roundtable with a bunch of business owners on yep. how to handle like the tip phenomenon. Yes. Or even just on how they adjust wages and stay competitive because no business wants to lose good employees. They just, that is painful. And so a lot of them, if they can't provide the cash because the tips aren't coming in or things of that nature, they some of them just treat their employees really well and do what they can for them. Yeah. And so that's what it's all about is employee retention. And that is the piece that a lot of businesses are saying, we just got to keep the employees that we have, especially the really good ones. And so this is the piece that is um, particularly, again, it's this gray area of, what is the business, the news coming out of the business community that the public cares about? So it was heartbreaking for me to hear about how the public and how they treat some of the employees that causes employees to go, to leave those businesses because they just don't want to deal with the grumpy public. And so, oh, a good example of that would be like airline workers, right? Like during, you have to wear a mask, you know, during right. Certain, you might, I don't know if you still do. I don't I haven't flown in a long time, but. Uh, and then they would just get harassed because, yes. hey, could you put your mask on, please? Right. And I have a lot of people that work retail, same deal. Like, they're yep. just getting harassed all because of masks. Yes. Or whatever, just yeah. because there's not enough cashiers because there's not enough people working or, you know. So 
it's it's a be kind. These are our neighbors. These are our friends. Be kind because if you want to keep that favorite restaurant, store, whatever right. in business, they need to keep their employees. So just be patient and understanding. Yeah, and a lot of times these people aren't making a ton of money. So they're getting mm-hmm. harassed and they're getting the brunt of everything and they're making the lowest out of everybody that's working. Um, the other thing, too, with going back to tips is the guilt tips now. Where yeah. you, you don't even you don't even have an interaction with really anybody, but there's a computer screen there where it asks you for a tip, and then it's not even you you can just hit a button twenty percent, thirty percent. The audacity of like, whoa, fifty percent tip, like what? And then also like, I'm not even I'm like, am I tipping the the iPad here? What am I doing? Right. I love the ones that start out at twenty five percent. Right. Yeah. Like, and then you have to hit other to go to some other normal number that you want to give and. Yeah, you and I were chatting uh, when it wasn't live here about there's some things we that call, have we no... We call that over the break. Over the break, thank yeah. you. That's a better terminology. <laughs> I'll figure that one out. Because we were still live. It was just True. The on the air. We were alive. So, um, so, yeah, we were talking about how when you're not receiving a service and being asked to tip, that just gets really interesting. Because tip, tipping is meant to be... You went above and that's originally what tipping was. You went above and beyond, and I'm going to tip you. Is the really old school where tips started? Um, how much do you think your podcast will just hover around food, <laughs> the food business? Because it seems like most businesses around here that you interact with are food or drink, like a bar, or restaurant, you know. So like all the ins and outs there. But beyond that, there's there's so many other things that. And so many other things that re- re- relate to businesses that, that people might not understand. Yeah. Well, most of mine, actually, I guess two of them are food of the ones that I've done. But I think it's interesting to hear about, you know, the airport has changed pretty significantly. And the, uh, and what's impacting the ability to get flights and things of that nature. So that's interesting. Tourism. You know, we have people coming back to or we have people that are coming here as tourists. But the business crowd has not come back. So the business, like business travelers, that's what fills hotel rooms from Sunday through Thursday, right? Mm-hmm. And and that then has a ripple effect. Everything that, every business that we have here has a ripple effect. If it's a restaurant, they're buying from a food supplier and they have mats and, and a office has a photocopier. And, you know, there's all of these businesses that are all interconnected. And so when one is struggling, it just impacts a lot of them. And so when you ask the question about what is the target market for BizCast, mm-hmm. I think we all understand, especially those business-to-business business, businesses, huh? B2B businesses, companies, that um, they really need our local businesses to thrive or they don't thrive. And so uh, a lot of times it's just about telling those stories of, hey, we've, we've got to be more conscious of buying local, supporting local, who's starting up that we can be helping out. And that's that's really the the crux, if you will, the heart of, of BizCast. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. We're going to cont- we're gonna wrap up with Vicki Markson, the host of Bid- BizCast, Greater Lacrosse, when we come back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM, 608-785-7914, if you want to get in here. Um, let's see here. Lori texted in the acronym for tip means to ensure promptment promptness. That was fascinating when I found that out. So Lori, Lori, I don't know if you heard that. You're 
Did you I didn't. I was did. reading a text I that I got from one of your <laughs> listeners. So <laughs> they're texting me text. personally. <laughs> so Lori says the acronym for tip means to ensure promptness. I guess. Oh. So like you give it. Yeah. If if you, would that be if you're just going to pick something up? Because the idea of of tipping when I get take do I tip when I get takeout? I don't know. I still I still feel I a little. If I get like a lot of these small businesses, I try to pay in cash. Right. Um, just because if some of them actually charge the three percent yeah. on a credit, and others just I know that it's about three percent. That's why when when a, a a business wants you to get their own credit card, it's just yeah. a scapegoat out of that three percent that you're giving to uh, Visa or whatever. Right. Uh, and then when I get the cash back, I just give the change to the tip jar. But mm-hmm. I'm just getting takeout, and then I'm like, "Well, are they mad? I only gave them the change. Or are they happy that I?" gave them the change all you did was hand me the food that the guy in the back made yeah so i have children who have gotten tips and they consistently tell me i'm a total cheapskate so but that being said one of them um received tips and came home just completely happy that for eight hours they got an eight dollar total of tips for that eight hour shift and i said that's awful and some people don't tip at all. And so there's a whole etiquette class that could be done around tipping, both Eight. from the company side and from the person receiving the tips. $8 is like the perfect amount. If you if if we were actually working at our shifts, I don't know if we do that because usually they're eight and a half or nine. Yeah. But just think of it like this. They actually got a dollar an hour raise that day. <laughs> Because they got eight hours, eight dollar tip. They got a dollar an hour raise. So whatever you're making, you made a dollar more an hour. Now, if they're making two dollars and thirty cents an hour, that's pathetic. That is it. Wisconsin's minimum wage for tip workers is two thirty. Well, right, but but the bigger point is, people, please tip your service people because they are not making a lot per hour. So it's important to do that. The other the other story idea I had in terms of when you're talking about dilemmas that business owners have health insurance. Like they have to, I don't know, I don't, and I don't know anything about this, but what kind of, because we obviously we're a small business and we have to, the business has to provide health insurance. Mm -hmm. So how many hoops, how difficult is it to, to, to do that? I don't, I don't even know where to start with that. And I I do shows and shows on, on, you know, like, can we just do away with having health insurance and just get Medicare for all? But that would be a, a burden released on all these businesses. Well, yeah, and that gets into a whole political component to it. But the the fundamental thing is most the businesses that don't offer health insurance, it's it's because of the expense. And you can't just offer health insurance to one person. You have to offer it to all. And so it would be one thing if you could say, oh, this one person needs it. But the second you open that door, again. Well, I, think, I think every business that's at a, probably a certain amount, you have 50 employees, you have to offer health insurance. There's probably an echelon there where... It's yeah, required. 50 kicks in a lot of things, Family and Medical Leave Act. So, yes. Yeah. But predominantly, our businesses are all small. So when I was with the chamber, 70% of the chamber members had 12 or fewer employees. Okay. So that's the reality of and, and, the United States, well, and that's, honestly. That's the thing is, like, at what number of hires does a business then have to start providing stuff like that? You know, like health insurance for everybody or... Or, or medical, like anything, I guess. Well, uh, paid, paid, well, I guess they don't have to do paid leave. But. And again, it gets to free market of a business. If they are losing employees because they're not offering it, they're going to start looking at it and trying to offer it and, and just realize that that is like 
tens of thousands of dollars per employee per year. It's just not a cheap option. All right, that's Vicki Markison. She is the host of a podcast that just came out last Friday, and we're going to release the episodes on Friday, BizCast Greater Lacrosse. Uh, just obviously, it's a, a podcast surrounding businesses. Um, now, I forgot his name, Chris. Um, Roderick. Chris Roderick, the owner of Piggies. That's going to be the podcast that's going to be released on Friday, last Friday, and you can search for this at wisdomnews.com, was a, a an interview with Jake Erickson of the Boys and Girls Club of also greater lacrosse, right? Is everything's that, greater everything's lacrosse. Greater. Where, where is lesser <laughs> lacrosse? That was the other thing when I was driving We don't in. like to hear from them. Like, what's le- is less? It's greater lacrosse when, when Steve Doyle, when I bring Steve Doyle on the assembly rep, I say he represents greater lacrosse because he doesn't represent the right. city of lacrosse. Yes. So does that make the city of lacrosse lesser lacrosse? <laughs> don't want to say that, but that's kind of the, that's what I was thinking of. Anyway, thanks, Vicki. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Uh, coming up tomorrow, Spencer Halsey, Spencer Halsey, Spencer Wilkins, she just got married, otherwise known as Mrs. Photon. We're going to talk science with her tomorrow.